Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I'm Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. All right, Annie, I have a question for you. Okay. When I say Amazon rainforest, what's the first thing you think? Uh, Snakes. Snakes? Really? <laughs> yeah, like big snakes. That is not what I saw, but okay. What, why snakes? I don't know. I guess I've seen a lot of horror movies. There's a lot of snakes in the Amazon. That's fair. I feel like there's there's a, a computer game that I really liked where you were in the Amazon. You learned about, like it was an educational game where you learned about like the canopy and the creatures in there. And so I am seeing that, but I can't remember the name of the game. Okay. So it's like really useless. But like I see this beautiful, beautiful rainforest scene and then a snake <laughs> coming in. Well, yes, I do see creatures when I think of it as well. And I also think of the fact that there are so many vast amounts of things within the Amazon that we don't quite know about. We know a lot of specialists go in there. We know like people come in to study things. We also know that it's a big deal about the fact that people are trying to ruin it yeah. by taking it apart, taking all the resources and pretty much depleting the land as well as taking land away from those who've been there for all of their lives, generations and generations. That's what I think of. Of course, mm-hmm. I also think of uh, Ferngully a little bit, even though <laughs> yes. Ferngully is an imaginary place, right? I believe so. I recently rewatched Ferngully, <laughs> as I said on this very podcast. It does not hold up, although Tim Curry's singing is great. <laughs> If it takes place in the Amazon, then it is, and this is would surprise no one, a very Americanized version because, like, the main character, Zach, is, like, clearly a surfer, 90s surfer guy. Right, right. Uh, of course. So. Of course. Why <laughs> Which I guess be? he could be working in the Amazon. It just doesn't seem too likely to me, but... Uh. I guess he could. Yeah. I guess so the, to me, the corporations are probably American. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're right. Maybe I've, I read it all. Maybe I read Fern Gully all wrong. <laughs> well, we are talking a little bit about uh, the Amazon rainforest and the Amazons because we're actually going to talk about an activist who has been a big part of trying to fight for the lands as well as for the peoples. Uh, and we're going to start it off with a bang, uh, July, because it is July 1st, just in case people wanted to know. And we are talking about the fierce <laughs> fighter and environmental activist who was born in the Ereboya indigenous land in Moreno, a village in the Amazon forest. So Sonia is a well-known activist within the environmental world. Uh, so if you're uh, aware of any of that, you probably already know her name. And she's been a fierce advocate in fighting for the preservation of the Amazon rainforest and the lands around it, as well as fighting for the rights and respect of the indigenous communities in Brazil, including fighting to ensure that the uncontacted peoples in the Amazon are left alone and are able to continue their way of life. And she has been awarded and recognized for her work, quote, internationally in defense of the Amazon forest, ecosystems, biodiversity, and indigenous populations. The Guajajara people are one of the larger groups of the indigenous people with about 25,000 present in 11 indigenous lands. And partly because of this, Sonia is one of the more targeted persons for her advocacy. She has become a huge fighter against the government as they continue to push development of these areas. The Brazilian Ministry of Institutional Security Office has tried to criminalize her work by stating that she and her organization have committed crimes by reporting environmental crimes that the government was responsible for. Right. I think that's so telling 
they're getting mad because they're being told on, essentially. Right. So they're like, you're criminalizing our work. Of course, this is that same conversation we had with Representative Deb Holland and why they were afraid to uh, go ahead and confirm her because she fights for the land and mm-hmm. for the communities instead of the industries and the big corporations. And of course, when we know about politics, they need that money and they're going to get it the way they, they want right. to. So definitely kind of in that same lines. And by the way, Sonia is involved in politics as well. Get into that more uh, in a bit. But speaking of her organization, uh, Sonia is the leader and coordinator of the APIB, or the Articulation of the Indigenous Peoples of Brazil, which represents over 300 indigenous ethnic groups in Brazil. According to its site, APIB is a reference of Brazil's indigenous movement that was born with the purpose of strengthening the indigenous people's unity and the articulation among the different regions and indigenous organizations in the country, unify the indigenous people's struggle, the list of claims and demands in the indigenous movement politics and mobilize the indigenous peoples and organizations of the country against the threats and attacks to the indigenous rights. And their mission statement is indigenous rights promotion and defense parting from the indigenous organizations and people's articulation and unity from the most distinct regions of the country. Guajajara is someone who has been considered herself an activist since her beginning. She said, I was born an activist. I spent my whole life fighting against anonymity, against indigenous people's invisibility. I always wanted to find a path, a way to bring the history and a way of life of the indigenous people to light for society as a whole. Um, getting her master's in culture and society from the Institute of Humanities from the Federal University of Bahia and degrees in nursing and a graduate from special education from the Moreno State University. It's not hard to see that she has a desire for helping and fighting for the rights of others. And she's not afraid to speak out. As land disputes over the forests of the Amazon continues, Guadalajara has been a fierce advocate in protecting the lands against further destruction through mining and development of power plants. She stated, quote, The Amazon is one of the most important forests in the world, and the indigenous people who live in it have raised important issues in the public sphere, such as the protection of the immense biodiversity, the protection of the isolated people who live there, and the importance of maintaining the forest standing for the climatic balance of the planet. And she continues on saying the indigenous peoples of Brazil are not only in the Amazons. They're all over the Brazilian territory in other important biomes that are also being deforested, burned, and degraded by agribusiness and mining companies. The key issue of Brazilian indigenous peoples to the world is that large corporations would stop investing in companies that bet on a development model that presupposes our death and the destruction of our territories. Her work has made her a public figure within the movement, including working with R&B singer Alicia Keys to send a message about the need for protecting the Amazon rainforest. But she's also a political figurehead in Brazil, like we mentioned earlier. She was on the ticket in 2018 as a vice president with the labor leader candidate, which made her the first indigenous person to run for a federal executive office in Brazil. And as the pandemic has hit the country hard, it's no surprise that she has been a giant voice in advocating for the health and lives of the indigenous community. In Brazil, it was noted that the mortality rate for those indigenous communities was 150% higher than that of the other communities, which showed how much more this community was at risk in comparison to the rest of Brazil. There were many factors to this, including the social and economic conditions, as well as the fact that they had difficulty getting access to healthcare, which is a common issue all across the world, for indigenous communities. 
The APIB under Guajajara published a documentary series called Maraca Indigenous Emergency, which accused the Brazilian government of neglect and not protecting the indigenous community, going as severe as calling it a government genocide, which resulted in the Brazilian government then subpoenaing Guajajara to uh, question and interrogate her for this content. But she did not back down. She said in a tweet, the persecution by this government is unacceptable and absurd. They will not shut us up. Right. When Guajajara was under question and investigation, the APIB stated in support, quote, in yet another act of political persecution and authoritarianism, President Bolsonaro's government is trying to criminalize the indigenous movement and its leaders. And there are many others who continue to support her as she fights for equity for her community and for her people. And just recently, actually, the Brazilian courts suspended this investigation. And one person said that the court document stated the investigation was a, quote, clear attempt to suppress the work being done by APIB. So there was definitely a lot going on. I mean, it's not the first time they try to use criminal charges against her for speaking out against uh, the president or the government in general. And it's no surprise that she is a woman who has been honored and continues to be honored. Uh, some of the awards and accolades she has collected over the years include Medal of Honor of the Government of the State of Moreno in 2015, the 18th January Medal by the Center of the Promotion of Citizenship and Human Rights Defenders, Fred Packard Award, and her organization recently was awarded for the Letelier uh, Moffitt Human Rights Award for standing up to corporations and oppressive government. And there's so many more, and she and her organization continue to be recognized and continue to fight no matter the barriers and obviously are not afraid to uh, stand up to any type of oppression and are not willing to back down to try to uh, bring equality, again, and equity to the indigenous community. And yeah, we need to come back, and I think Annie and I have talked about this before, how this has impacted the indigenous community all around the world. It's not just in Brazil. It's definitely in the U.S. It's definitely in Mexico. It's definitely in Guatemala, in Canada, where they just cannot access the healthcare they needed. And honestly, COVID just kind of brought it to light a little more mm -hmm. because of the amount of death and percentage of death that went up. But it's been a thing, and it continues to be a thing after the fact. And we saw that with vaccine access. We saw that with um, any type of healthcare access for any type of elderly care. It continues to be an issue. Um, and we need to come back and address it because what we've seen is that most oftentimes for the indigenous community, it's women who are coming out fighting hardcore to get access. Right. Yeah, we definitely need to return to that topic. And I'm sure that we will. Yes. <laughs> In the meantime, listeners, if you would like to contact us, you can. Our email is stephaniedmomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I've never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 